Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. everybody it's your girl dj with plan for keeps podcast and today i have a special guest her name is jen chow she is a certified professional coach for the lgbtq plus community as the founder of see how coaching jen helps lgbtq plus women become better partners so that they can create the relationships they desire and deserve Clients who work with her feel lost in their relationship. They struggle with self-doubt, effective communication, and unclear expectations, which then start to create tension in the relationship. Working together in one-on-one sessions, clients gain clarity on what they truly desire in a relationship, gain deeper self-awareness, and work through mental and emotional blocks to become their higher selves in order to show up in their partnership more authentically and confidently. Jen's educational achievements include ICF accredited associate certified coach, certified energy leadership index master practitioner, certified professional coach, and certified encouragement consultant. Jen is born in Excuse me. Jen was born in Taiwan, grew up in California, and today lives in Cal, Japan with her partner, a dental hygienist turned English instructor. Today, she is here to speak on the importance of consciously loving. We sometimes think of love as this emotional roller coaster, going with the flow and letting love take to guide us to whatever it wants to go. But when you love consciously, it means that you set your intentions not just on loving the other person, but on how to love and build a relationship full of understanding and acceptance. In order to do so, you need to have self-awareness, especially in your expectations, triggers, and assumptions. When you have clarity on on these three factors, you'll be able to show up as a better version of yourself in your relationship with yourself and as well as your partners. How are you today, Jen? I am very good. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you as well for making time to come on. How late is it where you're at? Um, It's actually 11 p.m. <laughs> so I am very appreciative because it's 10 in the morning. I just got started with my day. So like, again, no, thank you for making time. Um, I'm excited to speak with you about the topic that you would like to bring up. But before 
we dive in, I like to ask every coach, um, what triggered your journey? Like most of the time, it seems like we all have a journey and, you know, we all have something that happens that triggers our journey into the helping profession. And I would love to hear yours. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Um, it's a, it was a crazy journey. Um, I was a, I studied psychology and sociology when I was in university. So I've always been interested in helping people and getting to, getting to know people. I'm, I was very curious about people. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to do and being a therapist just didn't really click with me. Um, uh, and so I came out to Japan here and I was working as a teacher for a while and I met my partner and it was turmoil. And from the beginning of our relationship, it was really, really just, we had so much, so many problems. And um, I just remember we were long distance in the first, for the first two years of our relationship. Mm. And I remember just being up, I wouldn't sleep. I would, we would have arguments just through the phone and just, it was really, really bad. I got online one day and I was, I couldn't sleep. And I just start. I just, um, I remember searching relationship help because there was just, I just, I thought I was going insane. Yeah. Um, there were just so many problems and I didn't know people, anyone who was having the same kind of issues that we were having. So I found, um, I found Jay Shetty online. I and that was him. kind of the, yes. Oh, he's got beautiful eyes. <laughs> yes. I love him. <laughs> yeah. And he's amazing. And I, and that was the kind of introduction to my introduction to the coaching world. And from there, it was just kind of a beginning of learning how, like how mindset actually, yeah. actually can help transform a lot of things. But then I realized um, that there weren't a lot of, um, there weren't a lot of people who were talking about like the LGBT community. Yeah. And so a lot of the things that I was hearing, yes, it was, I don't know, I just want, it was helpful, but it just wasn't really clicking with me and what was happening in my relationship. And so I decided, you know what, this is a really cool, um, a really cool thing that I want to do. Also, I started getting a little better in just transforming myself, my own life. And that really translated into our relationship and our relationship started getting better. And so from then on, I thought, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try and be a coach. I'm going to go be a coach. I'm going to learn, I'm going to study, and I'm going to help all the other people out there in the world who are like me getting up in the middle of the night after a big argument <laughs> sitting there not knowing what to do and help them be better partners got you that is amazing okay so consciously loving and not just letting love just take you on this roller coaster yeah. I know you went into a, just a beautiful sentiment of what that looks like but did you go just even deeper and how you help people learn to just not let I guess like your emotions and 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 love kind of take you in a relationship and how to be focused and consciously love like what does that look like I think a lot of times we think that love is just it's it's very natural it's this beautiful thing that happens and it is um but we watch it on tv and it just looks so perfect yeah um, it's so it's so natural you fall in love and then you know the relationship you get some some little arguments but it all works out in the end yeah. It definitely is not the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely going to be a lot of um, situations where you find yourself not knowing what to do. And there's just no matter how much you try to talk with your partner, it just you just never get, um, there's no way to get to a 
quote unquote, I guess, um, a middle point. But then I think the issue that a lot of people have is that they don't understand what they themselves really want at that mm. time. And that's what I think is really important when I mean of like consciously loving. When you become really, really aware of what it is that you want, why is it that, you know, what you guys are talking about, what your partner said triggers you? If you don't understand, you're just fighting against each other, not really understanding, not really listening to what each other is saying. Same. I think that was a huge issue for me. My partner, thank, bless her soul, is very, very patient with me um, and really tries to listen to what I'm saying. And I was, I was um, not really the best per- partner, to be quite honest. I, I absolutely um, admit to that. I wasn't very open to listening. And it wasn't until I started this journey of, self, um, of self-development and coaching that I realized that, um, you know, I, I didn't know why I was being so angry and why everything that she said was triggering me and that it, could, it all changes once I stopped and I started to listen to what she's saying mm-hmm. and not judging what she's saying as this attack on me. How did you get to that point? So like you, you said, you help people uncover like blocks or, mm-hmm. um, and learn what they really want. So of course, like what we kind of was just touched on the movies and stuff, like we think that's mm-hmm. what we want, but it, in reality, it's probably what we want. But then as a person with your own life and things you've been through, there's other things that you want. How do you help people uncover those blocks? What I do with a lot of my clients is I talk with them. I listen. And I think a lot of times people are not used to being listened to and ask these questions. Mm. What is it that you really want in a relationship? A lot of people are like, a lot of people like me in the past would be like, oh, I just want my partner to, you know, do this and do this and do this and not do this. Um, You know, I don't, uh, I don't want them to make me jealous and I want to have this beautiful life with them. But if you really ask them, like, what does that look like? But what does a beautiful life look like? What does a beautiful relationship look like? What does having them listen to you look like? When you ask some of these questions, some of these people have, like myself, we've never thought about these questions before. Like, mm. what, what do you mean? A beautiful life looks just like a beautiful life. I don't know, what do you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so asking these questions, like really listening to them and letting them know what they want is totally, totally natural is a very important thing. Because I think a lot of people... When they start, when I ask them these questions, there, there's this thought that well, I'm not actually allowed to say this. I'm not actually allowed to say that I want my partner to, you know, tell me that they love me because I feel like I'm going to be too needy. Um, yeah. I'm not, right. I'm not allowed to. I don't think as, you know, um, as uh, I, I don't know, as, as a woman, I don't I, I can tell my partner that I don't want to work all the time. You know, I, I can't yeah. tell them they have to be cooking or something. Um, and I think a lot of times we're not, we, we're so hard on ourselves about what we, what we should, right? I think what, what we should think is okay. And Got you. Let me ask you another question. With you being within the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community and you working with and your clients being in that community and just as as a society, you know, it's gotten a lot better. But do you think some of, like you said, you get triggered, you get mad. Do you think, did you struggle? Like, I guess my question for you 
if you go back to to your journey, maybe growing up and stuff, did any of your triggers involve like um, rejection or anything like that? And do you think it tied to like you feeling attacked? And do you think your clients felt the same in in their relationships? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think a lot of a lot of us when the LGBTQ community have 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 these struggles. And this is what I mean with like um, you know, people like Jay Shetty, like they get they give great and um they give great coaching and life coaching. But I think there is this one point that in the LGBTQ community, I think we have a very, very different kind of, I, I don't know what the word is. We have a different kind of um, circumstance, a set of circumstances. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of my clients and for myself, I think it, a lot of it comes with the mind, not the mindset. Um, this- Do you think it's kind of is the mindset? I don't know. Cause I know, like I think about, and not to compare Mm-hmm. My my journey to somebody in the LGBTQ community, because it's totally different in a way, but then kind of similar, because like when we talk about the minds, I know me, like I felt rejected and stuff like that as a kid in my own circumstances with my own stuff. And then I could have a partner and they, we're talking and they might suggest something or say something and I feel personally attacked. And then we're arguing and fighting and my triggers is involved in the past and something totally different on why I felt triggered. So I'm just wondering if, do you work with your clients to uproot those things into pop and to let some of those things go? Because even though they're, they feel like they're, they might be in this, they're in an, an ideal relationship and they're living their lives, but maybe they, they still have some stuff from the past. I was wondering if you deal with any of that. Yeah, of course. I think a lot of it that I, I work with my partners with is a lot of self-love. We have a lot of self-love issues because we have, not all of us, but a lot, I think have a lot of self like shame. Yeah. You know, we, we, we were in the closet for such a long time and we've been pounded by these, like, I know, like you said, it's getting much better. And I definitely do think it's getting more open now, but there still is a lot of, you know, that stereotype that we have. And even if it's not in, in media, somehow like with our families, right. I mean, as an Asian person, I remember um, living, like, my family wasn't really, um, we weren't, there was no open ho- um, homophobia, and we aren't super religious, but being LGBT was such a, like, an out, like, an otherworldly concept. It was just yeah. not possible. And I remember, um, you know, when I was a kid, I just, there was no, there were no, um, I, like, models or, like, um, people that I could look up to. Yeah. I had no idea. And so, of course, we all struggle with this um, issue of shame, like what's wrong with me? And so I think in, it, it translates once we get into relationships where we want to just sacrifice everything because we don't know how to love ourselves. We are looking for our partners to love us and to give, give that, you know, that emptiness that we have. Right. But that's one of the biggest issues is that we can't keep demanding things from our partners because they, you know, they don't know what we need. So... And- yeah. So let me ask you this. So how did you get to this place for yourself and how do you help your your clients? Because that's a big thing that I think people confuse too. still, which is crazy, is you have to know how to fill your own cup up and love yourself and be happy with yourself. So you can then, you know, be in a blissful relationship with a partner. Like, what does that kind of look like? And just how did you get there for yourself? Once you get it, it it's like black and white. You'll see how, oh my God, what was I doing? 
because I think in the beginning that's <laughs> that's what had happened in my relationship. Um, the first um the first woman that I, I dated back again, strangely, I came to Japan in the country where it's very taboo still. Um, it's it's just very quiet and hush hush. Nobody really there is no such openness in in Japan. Um, but I, I dated my first um the my first few women in Japan. Um, the first person I I, I started dating, um, I had no idea like how to how to be in a relationship with a woman. Um, it yeah. was it was very very strange and different. But um, my relationship with my current partner changed everything. Um, and I think the reason why it was so bad in the beginning was because I didn't know how to love myself. Mm. And I was just I was so demanding, and I was like, okay, if you don't do this and do that, then it means you don't love me. Um, and and it would be. I, I like I said I was not the best, <laughs> best partner in the beginning, um, and now I realize like oh you know what it's not asking it's not asking for her to do this and do that, but of course it uh, it helps to know what it is that I want so I can articulate it. Um, mm. Before I couldn't I, I just I I don't know what I wanted but I just knew that wasn't it, and then I'd be angry and I'm like well why are you why are you doing this and my partner would be would be so confused like well, what do you want and I'm like I don't know what I want but not that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so that's I think you just for me it was a lot of trial and error and like I said my partner was very is very very patient with me and I don't know how why or how she stuck um stuck with me but she did so I'm very very grateful for that um but it really was um it really was a a, a long long journey it was really difficult and I really do have to um you know give a shout out to my partner for giving me so many opportunities to find out how um how to communicate this to her how to talk about these things and how and to give me space for um to to discover and that's what I do for my um, my clients mm. is to give them the space to play around with what it is that they really want because I ask this, my my clients like you know what 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 does love look like for you what does what does it feel like and they they don't know and I give you know you just got to give them space to let them play around and see like well let me try this and oh that did not work okay let me try this <laughs> and okay that kind of works okay how will we tweak it right got you got you yeah. okay that is amazing okay so um, what tip would you give to somebody to learn to love consciously um i would definitely tell them first of all you are allowed to want whatever you want and first of all to to love consciously means to love yourself and what does that mean to ask yourself what does loving loving yourself really feel like what do you want to feel like what makes you happy when you get up in the morning what is it if you had an ideal relationship what does that look like and then from there not to um, censor yourself don't think don't compare yourself to other people don't compare yourself to the to your friends the other couples that you know don't compare yourself to what we see on social media a big tip i would say is actually don't go on social media <laughs> um, or at least you know don't compare yourself because I was doing that a lot and I was thinking well these couples look like this and I don't look like that and I should feel like that I should look like that or we should look like that so 
I think a, a big thing I would say is not to compare yourself because you and your partner have a unique relationship and what you want is what you want and it's okay. And yeah, to, to just be, to give yourself that kind of space where you can simply be safe to talk about, you know, anything with your partner. I don't know if that made sense. That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. So mm-hmm. I have a segment in my podcast where I like to ask coaches questions. Mm-hmm. My first one is um, today's dating atmosphere is blank than blank. It's more complicated than it used to be. <laughs> um. My next question is, uh, you are an amazing coach because? Ah, because I have amazing clients. I like that answer. That was a good one. Okay. Um, (laughs) When making a decision on choosing a partner, one must consider blank, then blank. Oh, one must consider the person's patience, then their appearance i like that one too i like that one too okay now my last question for you um why do you think so everybody says that the dating pool has p in it basically today um (laughs) why do you think on a subconscious level it's hard for men and women um why do you think it's a nightmare for us to date and to find relationships and to just be happy I think it's because it, it's so much more complicated now. I think there's, it's, it's, there's just, it's so big. The pool has gotten so much bigger that, mm-hmm. and, and the pool is full of people who don't know what it is that they want. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so, it's, it's really difficult is that you go out and you don't really know what you're fishing for and they don't know what they're fishing for. And you just kind of, you know, find you, throw your hooks in or I'm not a fisherman but <laughs> um, <laughs> you try to find a fish in the, the pool and then you, you just kind of like bounce against each other and try to see what what clicks and I think that's what a lot of the big the big mistake is that no one is really consciously aware and not really sure that they can have like um they can have these I guess standards for yeah. what they deserve because I think a lot of people are so um they're so uh what's the word they're they they really want love like everybody wants to be loved but we don't yeah. know what that means and so we're just throwing ourselves out there and like please love me and yeah. everybody is feeling like that and we all have our own specific love languages and the way that we show love and online or or especially now in the gaming world is um a lot of people don't know that they're allowed to say what it is that they want yeah so I think it 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 doesn't it 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 gets really difficult and it because of because of the dating world now it's so fast-paced that a lot of time where I say when I mentioned with um patience being more important than appearance I think that's what it is people don't have the patience anymore to give that person time to kind of open up they don't. It's just a microwave society. Everybody thinks success yeah. is supposed to just happen like that. Exactly. And, and fear, I think, is the biggest thing. Like, just 
like like fear, like you said before, when you talked about how people should I ask my partner this or should I do that or I don't want to, you know, you don't want to push nobody away. So I think it everything right. we talked about plays a big part as well. It does, yeah. Yeah, okay. So let me ask you this: What projects do you have going on right now? Ooh, okay. I have my um just opened up my one-on-one um coaching. I have a nine session uh, nine session program, a package, and a twelve session package with my clients. So I um, and I also have a freebie for a lot of the a lot of your listeners and whoever is listening, a freebie to how to how to assess your relationship if you are in one right now, um, or if you're not, and how you would like to what you would like your relationship to look like. So if you want to get a copy of the um, the freebie, please mail me at my email. I have a new email. So I know that the one that I sent you <laughs> is different, but I have a new email. Um, so please send me an email at jen, J-E-N-N, at chow or seehowcoaching.com. I think um, after I, it'll be in the show notes. Yes. But send me a message. I'll send you over the freebie and you can get a little assessment on what your relationship looks like now, what you would like it to look like in the future. Oh, that sounds dope. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, where can the audience find you? Oh, you can definitely find me on my website. I, I have a website um, at www.chowcoaching.com. And I'm on Instagram. So you can definitely find me there. Chow underscore um, coaching. Chow at the C-H-O-W, like dog chow, <laughs> puppy chow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for making time to come on, Jen. It was such a pleasure. All right. Yes. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.